The podcast is back. The podcast is back. The podcast is back. Welcome to Just Another White Guys Podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. Happy to have you along for the ride one more time. Well, um, yeah, we've been gone for a little while, and uh, this is going to be a short podcast. Um, so I'm not going to really do a big build up here, but uh, I'm going to hit the intro music. We'll come back and. Uh, Tell you what's been going on. So let's go jogging. Obviously, uh, things have not been awesome in my world. Um, I think the last time that uh, that we talked uh, here on the podcast, uh, I was telling you about I was going to be going to New York and, and all that sort of stuff. So I think most of you that listen to my podcast already know this, but unfortunately, uh, my sister Heather uh, died on, uh, March 26th. Uh, she was 36 years old and we had recently just found out that she had stage four endometrial cancer, which was a reoccurrence of cancer that she had been treated previously for, uh, via radical hysterectomy, which she talked about on this podcast, um, back in the fall. Um, she was sick pretty much all winter and she went to urgent care a few times and they told her that, you know, you just, um, she did, she did daycare. So she's around kids all the time. So they're just like, you got a cold, you can't shake or whatever. Your immune system's down and they'd given her antibiotics and stuff like that. Well, my mom finally took her to the emergency room because um, she was having trouble breathing, and they found out her lungs were full of blood clots, so she was in the hospital for about a week uh, getting that treated, and while she was in the hospital, uh, the doctors noted that uh, she had uh, a spot in her stomach. And uh, a spot uh, on her bladder uh, that they knew was cancerous. Even, <laughs> I mean, I've watched enough doctor shows to know that when a doctor looks at a CT scan and and can tell you that it's cancer without having a biopsy, that that's not really a good thing. Um, so... She went uh, to an oncologist, and that's where they told her that uh, she had uh, the stage 4 endometrial cancer. Now, at that point, they told her that, um, that you know, they had some options. They were going to get her uh, set up for a port and look at uh, chemotherapy options. Unfortunately, radiation wasn't really an option, and surgery wasn't an option. Um, 
So they were, we're, we're just going to look at doing chemotherapy. Um, unfortunately what happened is, um, she was, the, the cancer had gotten into her bloodstream, which is why she was developing the blood clots. And while she was uh, out of the hospital and working on recovering and, and trying to get to feel better, um, one or more of the blood clots traveled to her brain and um, severely impacted the left side of her brain, the main blood vessel that supplies the the supplied blood to uh the left side of her brain um was blocked and she suffered a massive stroke and um she was on life support my mom made the choice um to keep her on life support while the rest of us could um get to Oregon to to say goodbye um which was a really tough choice for my mom, you know. Um, my sister didn't want to be put on machines or anything like that. Um, so, and, uh, you know, my dad had, had been there all week and had left on that Friday to go back to Montana. So we have, I mean, we were all under the assumption that um, that we had some time. Um, myself and my stepbrother, Jeremy and, and Lauren and, and Danica, we were all talking about, you know, um, making our way out to Oregon. Um, so we could all be together at the same time while Heather was still feeling, you know, halfway decent. Uh, and so we could spend some time together. I mean, initially we're, the oncologist, you know, said something to the effect of like maybe two years and, um. So we weren't really prepared for this, but I think that um I think we got some bad fucking advice. Um, um those blood clots were, were very serious. Um I think even more serious than than either we were led to believe or was communicated. Um so my dad had actually driven from Oregon all the way back to, to southeast Montana, which is about a 16, 17-hour drive. Um, he left on Friday and uh, and turned around and, and drove all the way back to Oregon on Sunday. Um, it would, was actually faster for him to, to drive than, than to wait in Billings uh, to try to catch a flight. Um, my uh, My cousin Andrew... Uh, who was like uh, another brother uh, to my sister, um, was there with her and was with my mom and, um, you know, called and told us what happened. And I uh, I missed out on uh, being able to get on a, uh, a flight out of Houston to Portland by about 45 minutes. Um, otherwise, I would have been there Sunday night. But... I mean, there wasn't anything that I could have done, um, other than to be there with my mom. And so, yeah, um, 
every everyone um made their way out to Oregon um up to the hospital where um my sister was on life support and um I got there Monday morning I was on the first flight going out of Houston um and we got there as soon as I could and um the neurologist came in and and was and basically told us like you know there's not really anything they can do um the entire left side of her brain had been devastated and um you know if you have um if you have a you know a ligament tear or you know a heart defect or something like that they can go in and and do a surgery and try to fix that um but when your brain is compromised um there's not really you know once that tissue is is gone and and no longer viable there's nothing they can do um so they basically said you know we'll make her comfortable and you know let um nature take its course and um my uh my brother Lauren is in the army and there were issues getting him off his base um cuz he was actually out on maneuvers in the field um there were issues getting him off of that duty and to an airport and then he once he got to the airport he had flight delays and um we uh we were with her all day and um you know i um i held her hand and i talked to her and um it was odd because you know she would move her hand and move her legs but it was all just reflex and there's a part of you that wants to believe that you know that she's still there or that you know something could happen but i mean you your rational brain you know when you look at sci- the scientific part realizes that that that's not purposeful movement and um you know so um the neurologist basically said that you know they'll make her comfortable and we ended up um they took her off life support about two in the morning and um we were all there and um that was one that was probably the longest and most horrifying forty minutes of my life. Um, I'm not going to get into any of the details. Um, it was just really hard. And, um, you know, I used to, I would joke with people in the past about how, you know, I'd watched enough ER to, you know, I could, you know, I could be a doctor and I could, you know, whatever, not seriously, but this was very much a brutal reminder that the shit that they show you on TV is is not real. Um, you know, and a lot of TV shows they will take someone off um off life support and they'll just 
drift away peacefully and that um that didn't really happen um you know and the doctor told us that it you know they weren't going to they weren't going to i mean she was they had taken her off of uh an actual ventilator because um she was triggering the vent and 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 that but they did um they did still have her intubated uh and so when they took that out um she was still breathing on her own you know her brain even though the part of her brain that was impacted controlled her ability to speak and to understand language and things like that. Um, the part of her brain that, uh, you know, there were still parts of her brain that were working correctly and, you know, it's the body's natural instinct to, um, to live. And, um, it was, it was tough. And, um, I was there when she took her last breath and it really sucked and um and I'm really sad because you know I wish a doctor would have said hey the fact that she has these blood clots is real bad um, but they made it seem like, oh, we're treating her with blood thinners or whatever. And, you know, it was manageable, but I don't know. Um, I'm just thankful that, you know, I got to text message with her and, and, um, we had a real good phone conversation, um, a couple of nights before that. And, um, it was tough because we had we'd been texting pretty much every day um since she was in the hospital the first time and um I had texted her on Sunday morning um and didn't hear anything back and um I found out from my mom that that's cuz um she was I had texted her right around um the last time my mom talked to her which was about 12.30. She had asked if uh, it was time for more pain medication, and, and it wasn't. It was about another two, two and a half hours. And uh, my mom went to wake her up to, to give her pain meds. And she, had, um, she had had the stroke, and... Um, um, yeah, I just, so she, um, she passed away on Tuesday morning, very early, about, um, I think it was like 3.40 in the morning, and, uh, we, um, we put together a, a nice celebration of life for her up in our hometown, and, um, tremendous amount of people showed up people I haven't seen in 30 years um you know that's when you're from such a small town and um you know you can call the old chief of of the fire department and he puts 
you know, the the building together and coordinates the people to, to do the chairs and set up the microphones and make sure everything's in place so my mom didn't have to really worry about it. And um, wonderful people that cooked the food and and did all those those wonderful things um you know it's it's pretty amazing um the kindness and the goodness that that uh you see in people and and you know in this day and age of cynicism and negativity we we tend to to forget that there are some really good good people out there and um In the midst of this sad time, there was a lot of really, really good people that um, stepped up and and helped our family. Um, I don't, I don't really know what else to say at this point. I, I mean, I, I'm eventually want to have a podcast where you know we talk about fun stories with my sister. I have some cousins and. Uh, my brothers and sisters come on and maybe my mom will want to tell a story I don't know um obviously there's a couple of interviews that I've done with my sister in the archives here for the podcast uh I'll try and relink those um so people can listen to those if they want and um probably later on I'll uh I'll talk about the the uh eulogy that I wrote and um i've been uh fighting with youtube because i put together a like a 9 minute um video of pictures with music um for my sister's service and um because i used copyrighted music um they they won't let me post it even as a private video for other people to see it's like blocked in the us and shit so I want to I want people to be able to see it um the way I made it because it had some of her favorite songs in it and um yeah, I don't know. Um it when I'm I'm recording this Tuesday afternoon on um the fuck is the date today? It's April 9th. And um you know, I just I just got back from New York yesterday. Um my mom told me I had to go on my trip even though I was sad and I just wanted to come home and you know just be sad for a while um my mom said no you you know you were really looking forward to this trip and it's important that you go and and uh, your sister would have wanted you to go and and all that so um I did and um I I I had a really fun time um it's hard to juxtapose the fun that I had, um, with the sadness that I still feel. And, um, so I got stuff to work through. Um, thankfully I have resources, um, to, to try to work through that and figure things out. Uh, and I'm going to utilize those. Um, cause you know, holding it all in and, and boxing it up and, and not dealing with it is, is, uh, is is unhealthy and um it's something that I tend to do uh, I mean it's honestly just sitting here with this microphone open and just recording this and 
is is something I is is further than I would normally go about talking about some of this stuff. Um, and though there will be more, um, I know I missed the last few podcasts, um, a lot the last few weeks of putting a podcast up. So I broke my I broke my string, which I was really proud of because, um, you know I have. I have a job that I don't really love and I'm in a city that isn't what I thought it would be and my life isn't where I thought it would be and you know I uh so this podcast is a a, a relief a release um creatively and um often emotionally and it's um it's something that I really enjoy. So, um, hopefully I'm going to be able to get back on track in terms of recording the podcast and, and putting them back out. Um, my schedule at work is actually going to be changing, um, in terms of my days off. Um, so that may actually change when I put the podcast up, but we'll just have to see how that shakes out. Um, as the, as the new schedule works and, you know, I work, figure all that stuff out. So podcasts may start coming out on Thursdays. Um, I don't know. We'll figure out, we'll figure that out as we go. Um, and, uh, I'll probably, uh, hopefully record a post, uh, New York trip podcast with my cousin Skyler and we could talk about all the nerdy wrestling stuff that we love. Um, I, I, I do kind of wish I would have taken my microphone and equipment with me, but, um, honestly, uh, I flew home on, uh, Wednesday the third and got home at eight o'clock at night and had enough time to, uh, do a load of laundry and repack my bag and leave for the airport, uh, for New York at, um, four thirty the next morning. So I was only at my house for about eight hours and, um, I didn't, I just didn't really think to, to grab it. And, um, yeah. So anyway, I wanted to, uh, thank any of you that, uh, listened to this, that knew what happened and reached out, um, with condolences and, and, um, and prayers. And I'm not a religious person. I'm not a praying person, but, uh, my mom and my dad, uh, believe in those things. And so that's important. And it's not mat- it doesn't matter whether or not I believe in it. It matters that those of you that do believe in it um, and believe that that sending those is a positive thing. It's all positive energy, which is which is good for all of us, um, no matter what phraseology you use for it. Um, so thank you, and uh, thank you for listening to this abbreviated uh, version of uh, Just Another White Guy's podcast. We'll have more um, coming up been the the weeks to come with um a return to to some more fun and maybe we'll uh get some some laughs going and um see if we can't get through this to together um i know that a lot of you listening are people that i'll be leaning on and um and i just um i don't know Uh, we'll figure it out together and, uh,
Thanks for taking some time to listen. And uh, I love you all. And uh, we'll talk soon. That's it for this week's episode of Just Another Why Guys podcast. I'm Dustin Jones. Always protect the fivefold. Head time. Who's your favorite person? Only Dustin. Fucking Ryan. Too much. Oh, it hurt. Oh, too much. Too much. Oh, it's too big. It was too much.